Shalom, everyone. It's time for Ancient Jewish Wisdom for a Modern World that will change your thinking and change your life. Welcome to the Dust of the Rabbi podcast with Rabbi Brian Baruch Belechi. Shalom, everyone. This is Rabbi Brian. You're here again for another episode of the Dust of the Rabbi podcast. And my dear friend, Pastor Obed Martinez, yeah. is with us here again. And we're going to do a part two for what we just talked about for a new little mini-series just mm-hmm. talking about Prophecy Unfolds. Folding. Yeah, Prophecy so Unfolds. this is amazing because you and I have been talking about a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. We talk about pastoring, shepherding, mm-hmm. leading. We talk about family. We mm-hmm. talk about our friends. We talk about business opportunities. We talk about the church world. We talk about the Jewish world. Mm-hmm. We talk about even Islam. Mm-hmm. We talk about a little bit of everything because there's so much going on in our world today. Absolutely. And I haven't been able to ask you lately, how are your guys doing that are your life group of business yeah, leaders? Yeah, so, you know, I lead a group, groups of entrepreneurs, and I think they're, you know, gifted like everybody else, but they carry a greater responsibility and different things like that. And, you know, it's interesting. I was sharing with a buddy of mine that it's really no different than kind of the things they go through and struggle with. Yeah. You know, a person that, you know, is is maybe thinking about starting a business or different things like that. But what we've been talking about, because usually in in seasons like this, everyone talks about their do goals, Mm. right? I want to do this and I want to do that. And I want to, you know, I want, I want, this is what I want to do. Or their bucket list. <laughs> yeah. And so we set these do goals mm-hmm. and, and what we don't do is what I call setting our who goals. Oh, that's right. Good. What happens is, is that our do goals may be here, but who we are is here. And this gap is mainly the reason why so many people don't achieve their goals is because they're so focused on what they want to do. They're not focused on who they want to become. Wow. And so what I've done is I, I've taught them and I flipped it. I said, we got to get this in the right order. The first question you need to ask yourself is, who do you want to be? Then you need to ask yourself, where do I want to be? Mm-hmm. And then the third is, what do I want to do? Mm-hmm. And then lastly is, when do I begin? Yeah. And so I think a lot of times we focus more on, this is where I want to be. And I'm telling you, you need to focus on, this is who you need to be. Wow. So if I can focus on growing me, it's going to be very simple to grow into what I want to do. You know, that sounds like the story of Martha and Mary. Mm-hmm. You know, Martha's doing yeah. in the kitchen saying, you know, Jesus, tell my sister to get 100%. up and help me. And she was sitting at the feet of Jesus becoming yes, his becoming. disciple, becoming devoted. And I heard someone say this this morning. I thought this was powerful. That she was sitting in the seat the disciples should have been sitting in. Sitting at the feet of Jesus. Yeah. You know, we talk about the dust of the rabbi. Yeah. It means to be dusty from the dust of his feet, yeah. to drink in his words with thirst from the Mishnah 1-4, a Jewish commentary. And it's amazing when you think about the seat of the disciple was at the feet of Jesus. Yeah. When you even look at the leadership of Jesus, when you look at him, the first thing he told them was, this is what we're going to do. Yes. Right? But then he sat there and says, no, I... I need to make you. Mm -hmm. So you need to become it first. Mm. Then it's going to be naturally for you to do it, right? And I think if we can learn from that model, right? I'm learning from the dust of the rabbi. I'm becoming Becoming. a disciple. Yes. Then the doing part and accomplishing what you want to do is will be very natural. It's not a strain. And often I've seen my life go, man, this is what I want to do. 
And I've learned, okay, Obed, first you got to become. Like you need to become what you want to do because then there's going to be a strain. Right, right, right. right. Where it should just be a natural gravitation from who I'm becoming to what I want to do. And I tell people all the time, man, you're not reaching your goals because you lost your desire. You're not reaching your goals because you stopped growing yourself. Wow, it's so true. You know, you know, it's funny. It's in the doing that there was a becoming promise. Right, right. Follow me. Yeah. And I will make you fishers, fishers of men. Of men. Outcome, yeah. So the outcome was fishing for men. Yes. That's the doing. But they were going to be coming because he says, I will make I you. I will make Meaning you. It was a process. And I think that goes really well with what we talked about in our first part of Prophecy Unfold. Yeah. We talked about there's all these pieces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all they have to be put together or like a tapestry woven yes. together that God was seamlessly seaming together all these things. He was stitching them together. And from one prophet to another, or one patriarch to another, think about it, 40 authors, over 1,500 years of writing, Mm. wrote 66 books from Old Testament to New Testament, Mm. or what the Jewish world calls the Hebrew scriptures, for those that are also written in Aramaic, both mm-hmm. old and new. Mm-hmm. And then majority of New Testament is written in Greek. Yeah. So you've got three different languages, yeah. which also means you have three different cultures. But here's a greater thing to understand. You've got a timeline for everything. Wow. The Hebrew of Jesus' day is not the same Hebrew of Moses' day because in Jesus' day, post-exile, yeah. just like we're post-pandemic, yes. post-exile, they were speaking a Hebrew with an Aramaic slang added to it. Mm. So... Like the word Abraham means a father of many nations. Mm. Take the A-B, add an extra A, you've got Abba. So the suffix at the end changed because it's like a dialect. It's like like English from England is not the same as English here in California. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or if you're in the, you know, New York City or you're in the hoods, uh, the hood of of, uh, whether it's Detroit, whether it's L.A., wherever, language changes. It morphs. If you're in the South, it slows down. If you're in the North, it speeds up. So imagine our inability to understand the changing times of the Bible. Mm. I think one of the things that God established early on from the very beginning that helps us understand these changing times is covenant. Covenant. Because even though times change, covenants don't. Absolutely. Times will change, but covenants don't. Absolutely. So we talked about last week four covenants. Mm -hmm. And just to recap them, we started with Eden's covenant because the garden was perfect. It was all about being fruitful. Fruitfulness, they were to be fruitful and multiply. That's a big buzzword here at Destiny is to multiply, right? Yes. And then there was Adam's covenant after the fall because he was the one, the ringleader, that caused all of us to fall into Mm. sin because our nature changed from that point on when he ate of the wrong fruit, mm. the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil instead of from the tree of life. Mm-hmm. There was a complete break from eternal life in that respect. And so 10 generations from, from Adam was, is a flood. Yeah. And that was all about Adam's yeah. covenant was forgiveness. Yeah. And then Noah's covenant was, was about fa- family. Yeah. Because only one family survived. God would restore it. Wow, God's going to restore the How family. How does God restore family first? By forgiveness. Come on. How do you get that fruitfruitfulness back into your family? Yes. It's, it's, fru- it's forgiveness. So you keep adding. You're yes. not taking away. Yes. And there's a verse I want to read. Uh, it's in Galatians 3.15. And it's an interesting passage that I used for the series we did called Covenant. Yeah. Because it made sense to me that God doesn't take away. He keeps adding. Yeah. And one covenant cannot annul another. Mm. And so it comes from... J- Galatians 3, 15, it says, to give a human example, brothers, 
Even with a man-made covenant, no one unknows it or adds to it once it's been ratified. Because he says the promises were given to Abraham. Mm. That's the covenant partner, right? And then he goes on to say that in verse 17, that the law came 430 years after Abraham. Mm. And he says, and it does not annul the covenant previously ratified because this covenant was given by promise to Abraham. Mm. So what he's saying is, when Moses came on the scene, his covenant didn't replace Abraham. Yeah, just upon it. Just like the New Testament doesn't replace the Old. The Old, Testament, old yeah. There's no replacement theology yeah, in yeah. this. But what he's saying is, you keep adding to. You keep, yes. We keep adding to the covenant. Because it's kind of like when we make an amendment yeah. to the Constitution. We're not changing the Constitution. Right. We're, we're adapting to changing times. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And so one of the things we see is Moses comes on the scene. We know the story of Moses. Yeah. Whether you're watching the Ten Commandments or the yeah. Prince of Egypt, yeah. which tells your age, by the yeah, way, yeah, which, right. which, which movie one? you know, yeah. or if you know both. Um, this is cut really after the Exodus. Mm-hmm. So they're leaving Egypt at Passover. Ten plagues came down. Where are they rushing to? Mount Sinai, yeah. fleeing Pharaoh. They cross through the Red Sea on dry mm-hmm. ground. And then God gives them this covenant. Mm. And this covenant has 10 aspects to the vow, kind of like mm. a wedding ceremony. I just mm. did a Jewish wedding this last weekend. And to say the vow, the bride and the groom have to say, I do. I do. They said, all that you have said, I will do. do. So one of the things God gave is all these commandments to follow. Yeah. So that's the next, if you will, F word. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, from the concept of being a friend of God, like Abraham. Yeah. To follow him. To follow him. What if we could just all follow what he told us to Jeez. do? Can you imagine? That's awesome. Imagine if your people, every time you preached them, teach them, they would just follow the instructions. Yes. yes. Where would we be as a people if we didn't disobey so much? Because you have a big buzzword for the new year, right? Yeah. 2024 is going to be a year of obedience. Yes. Talk to us about why obedience is important. Because obedience is, t- is attached to faith. Yeah. Right? And, you know, we're either going to obey or, or disobey and I'm trying to make a conscious effort to obey more of the Bible yeah. because then guess what? I'm not going to actually have to pick up the pieces from my disobedience. Right. And so I don't want to live a reactive life. I want to live a proactive life. And I just feel like 2024 is going to be that year that God is really saying, Hey, I just want a little bit more of your obedience. Right. right? right. I want you to have a, a yes. Yeah. Right. Because if you do, then guess what? I can take you a lot further than having to waste time picking up the pieces that were broken because of your disobedience. Going back to Moses and following Deuteronomy 28. Yeah. Blessing, right? If you yes. obey. And then cursing. And there's cursing if you disobey. That's exactly true. Uh, if, you, if you don't believe, if you don't follow, yeah. there's going to be attached to it yeah. a repercussion. Well, and again, there, you know, and we're talking about prophecy unfolding, right? Yes. And you're you you are you are masterfully putting these together with these words right you right. know from 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 fruitfulness in the garden to to uh forgiveness, forgiveness with, with adam, adam man and then family with noah yeah. friend with with abraham and then following or follower with moses right yeah. now you have more but here's what's so beautiful about you unfolding all of this yes. right you know, as you're talking, I'm thinking about, man, I took, I remember when my son was young, we went to Target because he was into Legos. Okay. And he I'm says, like, dad, I, 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 I want some Legos. Right. And so I took him to Target and, and this is what really hit me. He, he's sitting there and I'm watching him through the aisle. And some of you that have kids would know what I'm talking about. 
and 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 he's just kind of looking and looking and and so then he finally grabs one and and he gives it to me and he says dad this is the one i want and i ask him the question son why do you want this and he was like oh dad i I, because i love this ship Mm -hmm. and what's funny is that his mind was on the picture of the ship focused on the picture right my mind went straight to how many pieces yeah because how many pieces (laughs) is going to determine how long are we going to spend on this right and so his mind was on the picture Uh uh-huh me being the mature one, yeah. man, I'm on the pieces, yes. right? Yes. So then what's always funny about these Legos, man, is that you take them, you buy them for the picture, at least your kids, and dump then when you the open it up, <laughs> you dump it on the floor, and then there's a book. Yeah. And the book says, okay, here's the steps. Here's the instructions. And here's the steps. that's how I look at my life. Mm-hmm. It's how I look at the prophecy book. unfolding. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, God had a picture. Yes, he did. Right? But he delivers it to yeah, us yes. yeah, in, in pieces. pieces. That's so true. And, and that's the hard thing from book to book to get all the pieces yes. you're supposed to get out of it before you can go to the next book. But where do you get the piece? Where, where are you going to get the understanding how to build it? In the book. Yeah, yeah. Because, and that's why discipleship is so important. Yes, because if this wasn't established, right. Brian, how would we know how to build it? That's right. So always, right. so when I would get frustrated and I'll be like, Lisette, you need to come and help me because he's he's in his room now. Yeah, he yeah, he yeah, just yeah, wants yeah. it finished. I would sit there and I would go, I would have to remind myself, okay, the book was written. Yeah, yeah, it's written. They they, they wrote this book. It's established. So already, that, yeah. they ain't a piece missing. Right. I just got it in the wrong place. That's right, that's right. And let me, let me, let me go back. And then let me see where I got stuck. And then let me follow the steps forward, right? But it always hit me that that picture had to be built before it was sent to me in pieces. Absolutely. And there had to be an instruction. And all you're telling us today, which is deep, I've never heard it right this way, right? From from fruitfulness to Forgiveness. forgiveness to family to friend, to follower. Yeah, yeah. And then there's Beautiful. three more. Yeah, it's three more. Okay. Yeah, yeah, And by yeah. the time we're done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In just a few more minutes, uh-huh. guys. Win forever. <laughs> you're going to see that God always had the picture. Yes, yes. But you had to take the pieces. Each piece of the puzzle. And put it together. Right, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, Isn't that powerful? It's powerful, especially in the holiday season right now because <laughs> the kids powerful. are like anxious. They're ready. Yeah. They're trying to figure out how big the box is, how, you know, it reminds me of like, sometimes you can think that say Isaiah might have more pieces. Yeah. But then you go to Micah, a smaller book. Yeah. It's like a smaller box, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. The kids might say, oh, I don't want the, the small one. You know, I want the big box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes the more expensive things are in the man, small boxes, man. right? As adults, we know this, right? Again. And so when you're looking at Micah, you might not think it's significant that he says, you know, that you, Bethlehem, you might be small. You might be small. But there's a king, coming, a ruler coming out of you. And, and, and that's what's going to set up the prophecies for the future is these prophets saying, I see this little piece, this little town called Bethlehem. Right? I've been to Bethlehem. Yeah. It's actually under Palestinian authority. So it's like you have to like switch out your tour guide from Israeli Jewish tour guide to a Palestinian Christian Mm. so that it makes the tour for believers easier Mm. to transfer from one area to another. But when you go from this idea of Moses giving all these commands, 10 at Mount Sinai unfolds to 613 details. When they get out of the wilderness, the promise was they'll get to the promised land. 
Yes. And it yes. took a Joshua to do that, right? Yes. But the ultimate goal was, Moses said this, you're going to want a king one day. Yeah. Make sure he's from your people. Yeah. Right? And then Genesis already gave us what tribe he was supposed to come mm -hmm. from, from the tribe of Judah. Judah. He even told us the symbol of that yeah. king. He would be a lion. lion so yeah. we're looking for the lion yeah. of the tribe of Judah. Judah to be born in Bethlehem. So then when you get to the rest of the books of the the Torah, the five books of Moses, the Pentateuch, yeah. you get to these prophecies in Deuteronomy as Moses is now old. He says, you know, there's coming a time where Israel, you're going to be disobedient. Yeah. You're going to be like all the other nations. You wanted a king like all the other nations. You're going to try to be like all the other nations. Mm. You're going to follow after other gods. You're going to forget about me. Mm. Don't worry. I'll be faithful to bring you back to the land. Mm. I promise Abraham, mm. Isaac, and Jacob. And Jacob. So then there's a land covenant. And I call this one faithfulness because God's saying, even when you're unfaithful, I'm faithful. I remain faithful wow. and consistent. Come on. And in that also, because there was a king, it took the prophets like Samuel. Samuel the prophet began to reveal in first and second Samuel, first and second Kings, all the kings of Israel. Well, one of the things he said to Samuel, I believe it's first Samuel 714, is there's going to be some sons that will sit upon your throne. Mm. And if they're obedient, to mm. the commands I gave. If they follow my commands, mm. I'll always make sure you have a son on your throne and I will make sure that they know me as their father. Mm. I will be to them a father. They will be to me a son. So for the first time ever, other than Psalm 2 that says the same thing, we understood that to be a king meant you were a son of God. Yeah, You had divine authority from God. That's why you and I are sons of God because yeah. he's given us kingdom, kingdom, authority. kingdom authority. So what he was saying in David's covenant, you'll always have a royal son to sit on the throne and that would be your fulfillment. fulfillment. Don't worry, David. I'll always fulfill my promise to you. The sure mercies of David. So now we're at the F of fulfillment. Yes. Right? And so what's happening is from David to Jesus, everyone's waiting for the fulfillment. The fulfillment, For God right? to fill to the fullness all these covenant promises, man, I'm come, on, this, come on, from fruitfulness, forgiveness, family, this. friendship, to be a follower, to be faithful, and then fulfillment. And there's only one person that could come on the scene and to fulfill all of it. And that's Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and they were waiting for an expectation in the first century for him to come. So everybody was looking for him. The Magi were looking for him, right? King Herod was looking for him. The shepherds were discovered him. The angels were declaring him, right? Mm. And this birth fulfills many of the prophecies. But my Jewish audience is going to say, wait a minute. The Messiah is supposed to bring world peace. Mm -hmm. We don't have any. Mm -hmm. One Jewish man said it to me like this. He's provided money for Jewish education and Christian. He goes, if Jesus is the Messiah, I need him to come back. I said, you do? You don't believe in the Messiah. He goes, yeah, but if he's real, I want him to come back. I said, why do you want him to come back? He goes, I need him to fix this mess. <laughs> he's in the world, he's in a mess. Yeah, of course. And if he's the Messiah, I want him to come back. Yeah. He goes, that's why I support Christian education at DCA. There's yeah, a Christian yeah, Academy. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it was the founder that wanted me to meet him. Yeah, and yeah. he says, I need him to fix this mess. Yeah. So the final covenant is what I call the forever covenant. Because once God made a covenant to Judah and to Israel in Jeremiah 31, mm. 31 through 34, he says, I'm going to write the law of God, the Torah, on your hearts. Mm. Strange thing is, Gentiles are not mentioned. Mm. The covenant of the new covenant, he says, I'll give you a new covenant in that passage. It's not written to Gentiles. Mm. So Jesus not only had to die for Israel, watch this, his blood had to forgive the sins, the crimes, the idol worship, 
the, the savage disobedience and transgressions of the nations or the whole world because it's to the Jew first, to the Gentiles. then to yeah. the Gentile. So Jesus didn't wow. just die for the Jew. Died for he the died Jew. for Gentiles. Yeah. And I think that's the beautiful thing about the New Covenant. In the New Testament, that really comes from New Covenant, mm-hmm. what we see in the Gospels is Jesus saying, I didn't come to destroy. Mm-hmm. I came to be the fulfillment. The fulfillment. David to Moses, man. to Abraham, come man, on, man. to Adam. Come Everybody on. got a piece of the fulfillment process. Jeez. And that closing out then not only allows the Holy Spirit to come in and transform us from the inside out, but now the commandments are not burdensome. Mm-hmm. His yoke is easy. And burdens His burden is light because the Holy Spirit empowers us yes. to do that. So I think it's important for our millennial world out there, even Gen Zers, Gen Xers, to get into a good place where they can study the word of God, a good church, good messianic synagogue, you Mm -hmm. know, even if they're Jewish, go back to the scriptures you do have Mm -hmm. and start reading them Mm -hmm. because the discovery will happen as you start reading and start finding scripture. And then you're going to ask questions. You're going to have to come to someone like us and just say, what does this mean? Absolutely. And then they're going to discover who he is. In the name. Man, you know what this means? That's awesome. We're still living in great times. Yeah. It's all unfolding, right? Yes. So we hope you've enjoyed these episodes yes. because it's been a joy, not only to sit down and like break bread with you, yeah. Pastor Bed, but to really just say, you know what? Let's reassess what we can do as leaders in the Come world on. today. Let's lead ourselves well mm. and let's lead others well. And I just want to leave you with this encouragement. And that is that God has the picture and you have the pieces. Right, right. It's good. Just good always stuff. remember that. Always remember that, right? And if you can... It, it happened because I was just thinking, man, God, you saw the forever. Yes. Even in the fruitfulness. Yes, yes. Pretty amazing. And what's being fulfilled is all unfolding before yeah, our very 100%. eyes. 100%. So wow, if you've enjoyed this episode, get ready for future episodes. We just love the fact that you're listening. Some of you are watching. Continue to like and subscribe and, yes. you know, check us out. You know, you can check me out on Rabbi underscore Brian on Instagram and on Twitter or X now. Yeah. Uh, what's your handles, Pastor Obed? Pastor Obed M, just you, on Twitter. Just on Twitter, all right. Don't so, trust anything yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah, the blue check know. mark. We're blue check yes. mark, that's so good. We love you. We'll see you soon. Lehitrot. See you next time. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, follow us for more episodes as you rate and review the podcast. Thank you for listening to The Dust of the Rabbi Podcast with Rabbi Brian Baruch Belechi. Shalom. Lehitrot. See you next time.